We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hi, this is Luka Doncic. Can he get it away in time on the step back? He does! He hits! He hits! And the Mavericks have won the game! Luka Doncic with a 30-footer to win it at the horn! And you're listening to the Mavs Step Back Podcast. How's it going, everybody? Welcome in to another episode of the Mavs Step Back Podcast. This is the latest installment of Mavs Step Back Live. Uh, if anybody wants to come up here and talk today, uh, just send me a speaker request. Just remember to keep it on mute until you're actually talking. Uh, that makes it sound a whole lot better on the recording. Uh, guys, we have a lot of good stuff to talk about. The Mavs are rolling. They've won eight of their last ten. Uh, they've shown uh, a real – their demeanor in the clutch lately has been incredible. Uh, our guy, Grant Afseth, there at DallasBasketball.com, he's uh, put out a lot of stats uh, here lately, uh, but spe- specifically about, you know, Spencer Dinwiddie and Luka together. I mean, that combo is working out as well as anybody could have hoped. Uh, I see my guy X is in the chat. I know you're happy, uh, especially <laughs> – Given, given our talks over the off season, so uh, congratulations to you, Xavier. I know, I know you're very happy to have Spencer Dinwiddie on the Dallas Mavericks. So <clears throat> that has worked out really well. Uh, the Mavs, after starting the year being a very poor clutch team, uh, they've shown that they can come back from 21 points. Uh, they've shown that they can blow a 21 point lead and go down by five in the fourth and still pull out a five-point win, as we saw against the Lakers. And, I I mean, I get it. It's the Lakers. But, you know, uh, the Mavs have had terrible luck playing against LeBron James over the years. So uh, we will take what we can get there. Um, And Luka, I mean, he's just been on a tear. Even before KP was traded, he had already flipped the script uh, on his season and started scoring a bunch more and – uh, he's climbing the MVP ladder. I think I just saw on Twitter right before I jumped on here, uh, NBA.com, they had him at like six. He had jumped over Steph Curry and Devin Booker and uh, Chris Paul, Donovan Mitchell. <clears throat> so he is, he continues to climb up the ladder there. I don't think he'll, I don't think he'll get, you know, to like a finalist spot, but I think he's definitely going to, you know, jump into that first team. Uh, all NBA for the third consecutive year, which, you know, that, that'll be incredible. 
the guy just turned 23 and he's going to have three of those on his resume. So, uh, yeah, if anybody wants to talk, come up here. It's just me today. So I'm going to get a handful of you guys up here and we won't stay very long, but, uh, just wanted to get everybody's feel on where this team is at because I mean, I'm always just generally optimistic about things, but you know, even, even myself, like I've, I've had it taken to new heights here lately based on what we've, what we've seen from this team. I really think having that extra uh, secondary or a true secondary distributor off the bench who can get his own buckets. Uh, he's good at drawing fouls <clears throat> and he seems to be very clutch. <laughs> uh, you know, that that's, that's something that this team sorely needed. And I think this team is built to win a playoff series or two. Uh, we'll see how it goes. We'll see how the matchups end up being, but I really think whoever whoever the Mavs end up playing, uh, it's gonna be it's gonna be fun. I think this is the year they finally end that drought and at least get to the second round. If you get past the first round, I mean, confidence will go through the roof, and I mean anything's possible at that point, in my opinion, unless you play the Suns, which uh, that, that's the only team. In the West, if the Mavs played, I would not be confident against <laughs> because because uh, you know the the Suns have just had the Mavs number for the last handful of years. Uh, and Xavier, yes, well, maybe not a ten minute victory lap, Xavier. But if you want to come up here and take a victory lap, you're more than welcome to on Spencer Dinwiddie. I'm I'm all for that. But <laughs> uh, we're gonna have Austin Lamb up here. He's a return return guest to the Mavs Step Back Live show. Austin, how you doing today? I'm doing well, man. Uh, I won't I won't take X's uh, 10 minute victory lap from him. Uh, we'll we'll save that for him. But uh, you know, it's just you know the thing that's standing out to me lately is like this team as currently constructed is just so much fun to watch. And granted, you know every team has bad stretches within the game or whatever, but. Um, Man, they're just so fun to watch, and it's nice to watch a game when it gets to clutch moments where you're like, no, I think we're really going to pull this off, where, you know, the past two, three years, anytime a game was close in the clutch, it was like, well, chalk this up as a loss because, uh, you know, we just we couldn't figure it out late in games. We would always kind of blow it, and even, you know, the start of this season. But um, really, really enjoying the new additions and, and, you know, it's funny to be watching the team and think like, you know, man, where would this production even be coming from if Dinwiddie and, and you know, Bertans, he didn't have a great previous two games. But, you know, still, it's crazy to just see the addition of Spencer and, you know, X can definitely, we'll just reserve all the, the Spencer hype for X. But, uh, uh, you know, it's just crazy to see how important that third ball handler is to the Mavericks roster as it's currently constructed. Yeah, I mean, it's it's something that they've needed, and it's something, you know, that's one of the reasons why we have pushed uh, so hard for Dragic over the years because, not, I mean, obviously the natural connection to Luka, but, uh, you know, for that main purpose of having a guy who can get his own shot, create for others, uh, and Dinwiddie, I mean, he was always a better option if he was healthy. That was just the only question because he's coming off the ACL injury uh, that he had in Brooklyn. 
he wasn't playing well at all uh, in Washington, but you know he was he was just coming off of that injury. He admitted he came back sooner. Like the Wizards were like, well, you don't have to come back right now if you don't want to. He decided to do so anyway, and he admitted that you know that was probably the wrong choice. He came back too soon. Uh, and the further away you get from that injury, uh, the, the better you are. So it's really it's really good that he was able to uh, get past uh, that, and he seems to be playing really well, and he's doing good in the clutch. And I mean, it, he's going to be a big, big factor for the Mavs come postseason time. He's confident now. You know, the team morale that has a big thing to do with it too. Uh, I mean, I just I think. I think the sky's the limit for this team as far as like, you know, where they can go and if they have a few things go their way, if they end up matching up with Phoenix, you know, maybe, maybe it's a situation where wherever they fall in the bracket, uh, which if it's four or five, then there's no avoiding Phoenix, but unless there's a, a first round upset of some kind, but, uh, if if they can just have a couple things go their way in a matchup like that, I really have confidence that they can beat anybody in the league right now. Uh, so I, I'm very confident, and I think that, you know, as this run continues, I think the Mavs will get to 50 wins, and I think they'll be very well fine-tuned by the time the postseason starts. Yeah, I I agree with you, and I'm I'm very optimistic. I, I feel like I'm as optimistic – about this current roster, uh, like more so than I have been for Luca's whole career. And, um, you know, I think we could beat anybody, maybe not Phoenix. I've kind of decided like we may just never beat Phoenix again for the rest of my life. Uh, but you know, it is what it is. But, um, another thing that when I'm watching the games, I'm just like, you know, this is where, you know, you get to a point in the game and, you, you know, I don't want to pile on KP now that he's gone. But, you know, it just seemed like, well, OK, we used to get to the point in the game where you just knew a forced like KP post up was coming or he was going to launch it from like 30 feet just so he could get a shot up. And, you know, I feel like it just, you know, the flow of the offense just wasn't there um, as I start, you know, as it played out. So. It just seems like the offense and the defense is just working so much better almost just directly due to the subtraction of KP. Um, and, you know, I think he's a talented guy and a good player, and I wish it would have worked out better. But, um, you know, I think I think the move away from Porzingis has just all around helped the progression of the, of the team. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's not just the – it's not just, you know, the KP not living up to expectations thing, but it's also like guys aren't having to wonder if he's going to be able to play or not. You know, there's no worry about, you know, is he, you know, he's out with knee soreness. Is it more than soreness? Is it going to end up being something he needs surgery on? Yada, yada, yada. Nobody has to worry about that anymore. Uh, and a little bit of breaking news here. I, I see Twitter's blowing up my notifications right now, but uh, Luca is apparently questionable for the Kings game with a sprained toe. Uh, that could be that could be talk for you know getting him a <laughs> a game of rest. We'll see how we'll see how that goes. But um, yeah, I mean, just not having to worry about the injury stuff. 
with KP and, you know, him being on a $30 million contract and him trying to force it a little bit to be that true second, uh, secondary star. You don't have that with Spencer Dinwiddie or even with Davis Bertans, who hasn't played as well as Dinwiddie, but, you know, he's shown what he's capable of in a couple of these games. So, I mean, I, it's really – it's a burden off of everybody's shoulders. We don't have to worry about it anymore. Uh, Spencer Dinwiddie went from playing everybody's starters, uh, even when he was in Brooklyn and he ha- he didn't have the ACL injury. Uh, he was going up against starters, and now he's in a less pressured role going up against mainly bench guys. And until – well, until it gets to the fourth quarter – because now he's finishing out games for the Mavs and he's taking it to Steph Curry and getting and ones and it's just it's great, man. So uh, I'm very I'm very happy about where this team is going. And uh, Austin, I appreciate you joining me up here for a little bit. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You know, if I would have applied myself, I could have gone to the NBA. You think so? Yeah, I think so. But it's just like, it's been done. You know, I didn't want to, I was like, I don't want to be a follower. Hi, I'm Jason Concepcion. And I'm Shea Serrano. And we are back. We have a new podcast from Wondery. It's called Six Trophies. Woo! And it's the f-ing best. Each week, Shea Serrano and I are combing through all the NBA storylines, finding the best, most interesting, most compelling stories, and then handing out six pop culture themed trophies for six basketball related activities. Trophies like the Dominic. Dominic Toretto, I live my life a quarter mile at a time trophy, which is given to someone who made a short-term decision with no regard for future consequence. Or the Christopher Nolan Tenet trophy, which is given to someone who did something that we didn't understand. Catalina wine mixer trophy. Ooh, the Lauren Hill, you might win some, but you just lost one trophy. And what's more, the NBA playoffs are here, so you want to make Six Trophies your go-to companion podcast through all the craziness. Follow Six Trophies on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. Listen ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. X, I see you have uh, I see you have returned, so maybe maybe we won't have these issues with the audio. All right, how's it going? How about now? How do I sound? Okay, that is so much better. I don't know what was going on earlier, but we got you. <laughs> I'm on my nephew's phone because my phone hates green room apparently. So I think I was in the room twice, and that's why I was giving me issues. <laughs> um, I thought shout I out thought, to him being on punishment, allowing me to flourish on this platform I was about to today. Say, I, I thought Green Room was just trying to prevent you going on your victory lap or something. I didn't know it, what it's probably Green Room's probably run by a bunch of Josh Green fans, so I wouldn't be surprised <laughs> if they were trying to silence me. Um, it's a conspiracy, but it's all right. Shout out to Josh in the in the comments. You know what I'm saying? But no, so a couple of things. I'll 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 delay the Spencer Dinwiddie victory lap. Um, I want to give credit to Kid. Now, 
I think some people give him a little bit too much credit because I think the biggest thing about Carlisle was how he was able to adjust in the playoffs, right? And he kept us in a lot of games just by being able to junk up the game and make certain adjustments to kind of keep us competitive. I don't know if Kidd will be that type of tactician in the playoffs, but what he's done unquestionably has worked in the regular season. I mean, the second game that Dinwiddie and Bertans were on the floor, they were making the type of rotations to where it's clear you don't make those rotations unless that was hammered to you by the coach. And I think that Kidd has done a good job of getting everybody to buy in on the defensive end. And the strategy, I wrote an article on Mavs Moneyball just kind of outlining what we're kind of doing defensively. But it's the perfect marriage of being aggressive but not completely selling out, right? And putting, covering up a lot of our weaknesses and putting our limited personnel in the best position to succeed. I think that once we get to the playoffs and what, once teams can actually game plan for us and we're going to be at, you know, they're going to be certain mismatches, um, I think we could get exposed potentially. But hopefully kid is capable of adjusting on the fly and coming up with something else um to keep the integrity of the defense but well, so and, far and, and and x just to just to touch on that point before you go to your next one that's where the importance of having another guy like Spencer Dinwiddie who can you know he has a really good handle he can break guys down he can back down he can cross you up you know he he can draw fouls at pretty much any moment in time and turn it into an and one stuff like that. Having guys who can create on the fly like that, I think will help when other teams start game planning in the playoffs and trying to, like you said, expose them. Having guys who can create on the fly is going to help in, in that department, in my opinion. No, absolutely. And if you've noticed, I, I mean, I haven't checked the data, but I don't even think they've really started running pick and rolls with Dinwiddie. All, most of Dinwiddie's points have come in ISO situations. He's just beating his man one-on-one and getting into the paint and creating. Once they actually start incorporating more pick and rolls um, with Dinwiddie, I think we're going to see him take another level. Um, But so far, it's just nice to see that, hey, he can just beat his man one-on-one, get into the paint and create for others and get his own shot off. And we haven't really had that. And I think you've seen, especially with his bursts, is that where Brunson would typically get swallowed up, paused by longer, more athletic defenders. Like, then would it, his first step, he can pretty much get by most defenders with ease. You know what I'm saying? And that's just the element of our offense that has been sorely lacking um, thus far. So from that perspective, he just, you know, it's a, he brings a nice facet to the game. But, um, yeah, man, I'm just – I'm encouraged by Kid, and I think he's shown growth, and I'm not ready to crown him coach of the year – but he's also not the worst coach in the league, which a lot of people um, anticipated he could be. Because let's be honest, he stunk it up in Milwaukee, you know, and his schemes were directly responsible for the Bucks losing in the playoffs and, and for them having a certain ceiling. And he's grown. And so but, hey, he had to show and prove he has. So I can be like, you know what? I was wrong. I was down on the move, um, but I'm not so down on it anymore. So I'm encouraged for that. Is, I, ultimately, I think it comes down to a personnel issue, and I don't think the same defense we have now will carry over into the playoffs. But again, that's matchup dependent. I think against a team like the Grizzlies, I think we match up extremely well. They don't have the type of shooters um, to make us pay for giving up those corner threes, whereas the Jazz, they move the ball so effectively that when we sell out on the weak side to try and block off passing lanes, they're going to make the right pass every time. And they have four willing shooters that are willing to hit those shots um, every time. And so I think we saw that the last time we played. So if you ask me, 
I think the Jazz are a tough matchup. I think we match up better with the Grizzlies. And now I think we do have a shot against the Warriors just because Clay isn't Clay. And again, I just don't think they have enough shooters to make us pay for selling out defensively the way we have to. Um, but yeah, man, I'm, I'm excited. So then what do you look? I look, like I said, I'm a degenerate gambler, right? So I was watching a lot of terrible Brooklyn Nets basketball back in the day. And I understand that a lot of people didn't, but I saw things that I felt would translate well in our system. And look, like I've always said, we ne- we don't have the access to go out and trade for an ideal um, solution. We're going to have to do what we did. And, you know, we're going to have to take distressed assets and hope that playing next to Luca, playing in our system and with the and if they buy in to our culture, that we'll be able to get the most out of them. And I think so far we've seen that with Dinwiddie and Bertans. But but that's all I had. I didn't want to take too much time, Don. Well, I, X, I appreciate you joining me. Good stuff as always. I will touch on this, uh, the, the point you gave about the, uh, you know, the playoff matchups. It's kind of one of those, and again, X, I appreciate it. It's kind of one of those things where – you look at the standings and you you're, you're thinking to yourself, okay, who matches up best? <laughs> and and you're right. I, I do think it's the Grizzlies uh, because you know I think Luca has a thing with with Ja taking his All Star starter spot this year. He won't ever say that. You know he kind of acts like he doesn't care about any of that. But I think the whole media vote aspect of it is something that probably eats at him a little bit. Uh, and, you know, I think he has an extra chip on his shoulder this year. So that would be something. Uh, the Mavs are 3-0 and versus the Grizzlies when Luka plays this year. Uh, you know, I, even though I, I do think they could beat the Jazz in the first round uh, because to an extent, you know, you can play some small ball lineups to kind of neutralize Rudy Gobert. Uh, no, obviously that didn't happen in the in the first game, but I think I think when you get in a series like that, you're going to have to kind of move away from Dwight Powell a little bit, even though you know that he's getting getting numbers against Utah like he did in that last one. You know, Rudy Gobert, you need to have all shooters on the floor so you can pull him out of the paint. That's how you're going to beat the Jazz. But you know, either way. Uh, if you're just looking at, at, at centers, it's like, which team would you rather play? One that has Rudy Gobert or one that has Steven Adams? And Steven Adams has been really good this year too, but you know, you'd, you'd definitely take the Steven Adams one. <laughs> so, uh, and it is one of those things where it's like, yeah, the, the Grizzlies are the better matchup in the playoffs for the Mavs, but they would have to drop in the standings to get that matchup. And as well as they're playing, you know, I don't know. I don't know if that's going to happen or not. You know, it, it seems more likely that they might eventually overtake the Jazz and get home court uh, in this final stretch than it does them. You know, falling down to six or or whatever. So I don't know. We'll see how it goes. Uh, I think either way, the Mavs are going to have a fighting chance when Luca is healthy and he's playing like this. Uh, I mean, this team can beat anybody. And I love, and I, we saw it last night, and obviously it, it'll probably change. It'll be game dependent, uh, you know, on how everybody else is playing. But it's like last night against the Warriors, Jalen Brunson was having some, some issues every now and then. Now, he had some good plays too, but, you know, he was kind of struggling at some points. And we ended up having uh, the closing lineup out there. It was just, it was Luca and, uh, Spencer Dinwiddie as the closing guards and, and Jalen wasn't out there. So uh, I think the size 
that Dinwiddie gives you. And, you know, he has a little bit more experience. You know, I know Jalen, he's in his fourth year and everything. But, you know, Spencer Dinwiddie, he just has a little bit – I don't know. I can't explain it. It's just I feel more comfortable when he has the ball in his hands than I do when Jalen does. I, I don't know. I don't know why. It's probably because of his size. But – you know, it's it's a small sample size. He's played six games for the Mavs so far. Uh, we'll see if it translates uh, over to the over to the playoffs. But I do think if things keep trending in this direction, that the way Dinwiddie's playing, it could potentially affect Jalen Brunson's price in free agency. Uh, you know, maybe, <laughs> maybe, and I mean, this is just me wishful thinking, but uh, maybe if they do an extension they can like settle on something close to what Dorian signed recently before you even get to free agency. Now I don't, that pro- probably won't happen, but you know, one thing I'm looking at if, if Dinwiddie can continue playing like this and the Mavs can like go out and say Dragic is an unrestricted free agent and they can get him super cheap. And you think Jalen Brunson is going to end up commanding around $20 million a year. Uh, maybe you look to sign and trade him. You know, maybe that's where you look to get uh, Jeremy Grant or, you know, an actual, a, a better center, you know, uh, something like that. You know, what, what, what's going to, what's Atlanta going to do with Clint Capella? You know, something like that. Uh, John Collins, like I, I just said in the chat, you know, he, he's not a center, but, you know, yes, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> bring John Collins to Dallas and let's get this thing rolling. Uh, so, I mean, I'd be fine either way. I'm fine if the Mavs keep Jalen Brunson. I'm fine if uh, if they find a better, you know, upgrade uh, opportunity with their big man situation. But, you know, I, I just – it's been such a, such a godsend to have Spencer Dinwiddie play like this almost instantaneously <laughs> coming from Washington. Like – I'm sure Wizards fans have to be sick uh, seeing this unfold the way it has so far because KP still hasn't played a game for them. He was supposed to – well, the the way people were talking about it, he was supposed to play before they went into the All-Star break, and now here we are, you know, more than well, – I'll say we're almost two weeks from the All-Star break now, and he still hasn't played a game for them. So – uh, it's working out well for the Mavs so far. They're playing great basketball. Luca is like hunting. He's headhunting these these superstars on other teams. LeBron, Steph. Uh, he's just he's got it right now. He's he's on fire. He's got a chip on his shoulder, and that is a scary thing for the rest of the league going into the into the postseason. If he keeps, you know, knock on wood, if he stays one hundred percent healthy, so. Guys, that's going to do it for today. I appreciate you joining me for a little bit. Just wanted to come on here and talk some Mavs, and uh, especially with what happened in the last couple of games. But we'll be sure to do this uh, again very soon. Y'all be sure to go like, rate, and subscribe on all your favorite podcast platforms. If you leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, you're automatically entered for any potential giveaways we do in the future with uh, with tickets and stuff like that. So if you haven't done that already, be sure to do it. Uh, it enters you for all, you know, giveaways going forward. We do a random draw for all that stuff. So, and, uh, oh, yeah, also be sure to go join our Discord community, our Math Step Back Discord community. I've tweeted out the link a couple times. I'll do that again here in a second. 
but basically, it, I mean, it's free. You join the Discord community. I post links to our Mavs Step Back watch parties on the Playback app. Uh, completely free. And we're doing them for every single Mavs game now. We used to just be doing them once a week, but we've opened it up. We're doing them every single game. If you're having trouble with, you know, the Bally Sports stuff or whatever, this is a good loophole to get around that. So be sure to join Andrew Bentley in the chat. He just he just uh, plugged that link there. I appreciate you. Uh, everybody go join it. We're doing it again tomorrow for the Mavs and Kings. It starts at 4 p.m. We hope to see you there. Guys, y'all have a good one. We'll see you next time. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.